Hey, this is David Schultz, audio producer here at Bloomberg Tax. Just wanted to let you know we've created a couple new ways for you to interact with us. If you have feedback on this episode or any of our other podcasts, please give us a call and leave us a voicemail at 703-341-3690. That's 703-341-3690. We might just use your comments in a future episode. We would love to hear your thoughts. From Washington, this is Talking Tax. Well, we've been talking about it for a while now, but it seems like it's finally looking like maybe it could possibly happen. The wealthiest countries on the planet, also known as the G7, have converged on how to tax multinational companies and at what rate. But they went even further than that. In addition to reaching this consensus after years and years of negotiations, the G7 countries also agreed to eliminate digital service taxes. So now that's the end of the story, right? Happily ever after. Not even close. The G7 now has to get the backing of another 132 other jurisdictions in a meeting later this month. If they manage to do that, each country then has to go back and convince their respective legislatures to adopt it. No easy task for sure. To sort all this out, we rang up a frequent Talking Tax guest, Kate Barton, the Global Vice Chair for Tax at EY. Kate spoke last week with Bloomberg Tax's Hamza Ali, and she says this agreement is definitely as big of a deal as it seems. It was a breakthrough, and it's nice to see a multilateral agreement like this taking shape. And so this is going to be a long journey, but an exciting development and certainly a shot in the arm to the OECD who's been working on this project for a while. So in short, what the G7 came out strongly in favor were really three things. One is that they want all countries around the world to adopt a minimum tax and their suggested rate is 15%. And so global minimum tax of 15%, sort of getting away from what some will call the race to the bottom uh, to more of a race to the middle, if you will. So, um, so that was point one. Point two is, as part of this, they would like all countries around the world to drop their digital services taxes. So that's a big development. Many countries around the world have had these types of taxes. Some of them are actually just enacting them like Canada. Uh, do you stop? Do you go forward? Um, you know, the timing of all of this is super important, and we can get to that. And then the third is um, really some formulaic rules where if you're a multinational exploiting the customer base in country, they want to make sure that the distribution activities, even if you don't have a physical presence there, but you have an economic presence in the country, that you leave back a certain amount of profit subject to tax in that country. And so that's a big change. And so it's um, formulaic as to how they would get to what that distribution activity would um, require, but certainly, um, you know, changing who has the taxing rights and looking more at economic nexus as opposed to like a physical presence within the, the country, sort of to match up to the digital world we're living in. Mm. Okay, I guess like the, the devil's in the details with these tax agreements. So can you walk us through some of the things that the G7 couldn't agree on? Um, are there things that they punted to later negotiations? Yeah, so this is the you know a, a a journey and a process, and so you can imagine um, each tenant that I just went through has different reactions around the world. There are some countries, let's take the global minimum tax, some countries around the world that have and have had for a long time 
um, uh, philosophy or on um, their tax policy where lower tax rates are what they wanted, you know, let's say a 12.5% rate and their philosophy was to tax the wage earner instead. So have corporations come to their country, smaller countries have to attract uh, companies to come. And so they felt that the better base to tax were the wage earners. And so um, they'll have to change. They'll have to up their their corporate tax rate or give it um, some serious thought on this. So so everybody has different reactions. The timing of how all these provisions get done, because remember, the G7, ultimately, this will go to the G20 this summer in July. And then the OECD has to implement or, or come out with the final framework in October. And then what has to happen is countries around the world need to enact their own local legislation. So you can see this is a long process. So if you have a digital services tax in a particular country, when do you shut that down um, if you don't have the revenue source coming in from the other two aspects of the program? So you you need to make sure that you know everybody's revenue starved because of the pandemic. The timing of all of this uh, was not addressed in the communique. They said this just needs to be carefully considered. So you can imagine how much work still needs to happen. And then don't underestimate every country has to go through their own legislative process to adopt this. With all this sort of focus on, on um, getting a deal, and now that we're sort of closer to a deal, um, is there a question around the challenges that implementation uh, could have? Are there any big ones that you see? Um, and I'm talking globally, either in the US, Europe, anywhere. Yes, I think I think what's interesting is these are all global governing bodies and then they'll come out with a framework. It's sort of like artwork. You know, everybody sees different things in a in a um, in a beautiful painting, right? And so, you know, everybody will look at this framework and you know, it's not going to be every little detail in the framework and then countries will take this and implement. And I think the biggest fear of the multinational regardless of where it's headquartered is will there be double taxation? I think most um, multinationals are expecting taxes to go up some, but um, you know they still want to be viable. They want to make sure they can pay their wage earners, you know, competitive earnings, uh, you know, wages, and so they need the money to do that. And so if they have to pay it all in taxes and have double taxation, that would be terrible. I think that the multinationals are all digesting it. Um, most of them are modeling it out. And they're thinking about, you know, when's this going to get implemented? How do they make sure that their C-suite understands the ramifications? Because you, it's creating uncertainty. How do you reflect that in your financial statements? Do you caveat that the rate could be going up, that digital services taxes, which are taxes on gross revenue for the most part, um, you know, they're still intact until they get eliminated. So that you can imagine, um, they're they're trying to, you know, meet each quarter's public disclosures for the larger, you know, public multinationals, and so a lot of this is um, uh, modeling, communicating, and then getting their voice heard with their legislative bodies, so that everybody's thinking through. There's also, um, you know, different industry groups that are trying to get themselves carved out of certain aspects. So that's also going on. So, for example, the financial services industry wants to be carved out of this distribution profit um, uh, component that I had mentioned earlier. So, again, you know, different industries are coalescing to make sure that their interests are represented because some of it just doesn't fit their business model. 
Um, I guess like um, on the DST front, um, one of the big questions, what exactly do countries mean when they say DSTs that need to be removed? Is that sort of one of the challenges um, that's going to be presented? How to define uh, digital service taxes that need to be removed? Yes, I'm sure that right now some countries will say, is this really a digital services tax or is it something else? Um, will it just be change the name or, you know, um, they're, they're, all of that remains to be seen and how that gets put into the final, um, the final framework, I think is going to be very important because I think it's pretty clear that if that's not um, eliminated in these countries, I mean, we have penal uh, trade tariffs that are on the books in some countries that are in abeyance from being actually implemented. But if the digital services taxes stay, then we're going to end up, I think, in trade wars. It's it's not going to be pretty. And so how that gets done, though, I think is still very much question. Mm, yeah, because I think like um, one of the challenges um, for us is um, or the challenges that we sort of foresee is um, the difficulty in sort of defining uh, what is a digital services tax because they're um, practically speaking they're, they're different. Uh, France's DST is not the same as India's DST, is not the same as Kenya's DST. I guess like um, another question I sort of um, had about the G7 agreement is um, uh, how much is it uh, is, is it reflective of uh, the wider inclusive framework? So there are some differences in the G7 communique from what was covered in the OECD project, but I think that that'll be some of the summer work is I think that they'll try to align. I think we'll look at what the G20 comes in at in July. So they're meeting in July. And so, you know, there's an expectation that they would build on what the G7 has come in, probably incorporate more feedback from the multinational community as well as governments. I mean, governments are weighing in on the G7, on you know, communique. And so I think that the OECD will attempt to embody all of this great feedback and come up with a an inclusive framework and um, something that hopefully every country that's a member will enact. That was EY's Kate Barton speaking with Bloomberg Taxes' Hamza Ali. You can find up-to-the-minute news on the latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. And if you want to chat with us about what you just heard or about any other tax topics, reach out to us on Twitter. We use the handle at tax. Talking Tax is produced by myself, David Schultz. Today's episode had some special assistance from Meg Shreve. Patrick Ambrosio is our editor, and our executive producer is Josh Block. From Washington, I'm David Schultz. Thanks for listening. For our next season of Uncommon Law, we're looking at the regulatory future of big tech. The giants need to be broken up. Facebook, Google, all of them. Is big tech impinging on your right to free speech? They've had unchecked power to censor, restrict, edit, shape, hide, alter. Misinformation, disinformation. It's like a big Venn diagram. We do not want to become the arbiters of truth. We're calling this series Unchecked. Just search for Uncommon Law wherever you get your podcasts.